you know, people who have made it, who are successful, live an American dream. They got there because somebody paved the way for them. Somebody cracked the door open. Uh, somebody gave them an extraordinary opportunity. So how you're blessed is you pay it for and open a door for someone else. today's episode, we're going to do things a little bit differently. We're going to be more hands-on. And for those of you who are listening, you can go watch on our YouTube or Facebook. Today, I have a great guest with me. He's been on Oprah, Good Morning America, CNN, Washington Post, and more. He's a motivational speaker, author, and a perfectly amazing, well-known chef. Chef Jeff lives here in Las Vegas, and he started the Chef Jeff Project. His story is about perseverance, motivation, and helping the less fortunate. Thank you for joining me today. My pleasure. Thanks for having Love me. It. Yes. So today, Chef is kind enough to make me this amazing meal, and he even made it gluten-free for those of you that know me. We have amazing steaks here. So, Ribeye, that is. Yes. yes. So unorthodox interview today. We're going to be cooking as we do this. I want to just kind of get a little bit about your a little bit about your background because you were always who you were today. And your story has kind of made you into that. So I would love to hear about your childhood and what it was like growing up. You know, for me growing up, it was very interesting. Uh, There was a lot of adverse situations in my lifestyle. Uh, I grew up in a single parent home. You know, my parents uh, immigrated out here from New Orleans, Louisiana, uh, in search of the American dream. Wound up getting divorced. Here I come into the world. Uh, Curious young boy. And it was during the time when drugs, uh, crack cocaine. Uh, begin to sweep a lot of black and brown communities across this country. In the early 1980s, I got involved with selling drugs. Part of my life I'm not proud of. But today, as a successful social entrepreneur, uh, you know, I've been a chef. You know, you said so many great things about me. I hate to say it myself, uh, that the transferable skills that I learned from streetpreneurship that I was able to take into the corporate world and to the entrepreneur world as well. So, you know, as a kid uh, growing up, I never learned in school, uh, never had those real middle class values or example of men that look like me other than the drug dealers, the hustlers, the pimps all in the neighborhood. So for me, I wanted that dream. You know, I wanted what I saw on Lifestyle, the rich and famous with Robin Leach, who came on every Saturday morning. You're smiling. You know that you remember that show? (laughs) Yeah. 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 So here I am, a little black boy. Watching Lifestyle of Rich and Famous, you know, with caviar dreams, you know, multi-million dollar homes and the Rolls Royces, the fabulous vacations and stuff. And here we are poor, not having choices for breakfast, lunch and dinner, watching my mother struggle, working two and a half jobs. And they've been going to the grocery store sometimes buying groceries and we put too many groceries in the basket and didn't have enough money to pay for it. So when you think about the humiliation, when you think about uh, being embarrassed, you know, and stuff like that, really Uh, really made me say, you know, I got to do something to help my mom. And I got into that drug business, a part of my life I'm not proud of. It was the beginning of modern day mass incarceration. Today, we have 2.3 million people in state and federal prisons. 70 million Americans have criminal records. But then we have this pipeline that leads from the schoolyard to the prison yard. Young kids from 12 to like 18 years old becoming criminalized at a young age. And today I've dedicated my life into trying to help these young kids pivot and change the mindset. 
And I know that you have a really great story on how you came up with your now nonprofit, The Chef Jeff yes. Project. And you can tell the story better than I can. I know that I was here a couple weeks ago because we talked to some of the kids that you help in the community. But what was the moment that really led you to the Chef Jeff Project? Wow, interesting. You know, a lot of people have been asking me that question lately. I've been doing this work pop-up style for the past 20 years. But during the, when the pandemic hit, uh, my traveling came to a halt less public speaking. So I was just sitting around the house waiting for the next gig to come, working on a new cookbook. And I happened to be driving through North Las Vegas and I crossed Pecos and I looked to the right and I saw this huge building that housed these ghost kitchens. And I happened to pull over and peek through window number nine and the owner was here and I saw a little stove. I saw a refrigerator and a freezer and a three compartment sink, a hand washing sink. And I said, how much is this? How does this whole thing work? He said, well, this is a ghost kitchen. And this is the amount it is for rent for month to month. And then right then and there, it came to me. It says, this is my time. This is my moment to launch a dream of mine, to give back to young people uh, who are, are less fortunate in the Las Vegas community. And I went and filed my paperwork, got the nonprofit 501c3 status. And here we are today helping young kids uh, who come out of foster care system, uh, who are system uh, impacted, have been locked up probation, failed in high school, failing in high school, and just making poor choices and say, hey, you know, I use this food as a therapeutic method. I call it therapeutic and a rehabilitative cooking. So we cook, we learn, we teach, and we bring in expert speakers. And first of all, I want to say thank you for bringing in Marquise uh, Lee, who had a powerful story of being raised in a foster care system, brother murdered, other brother in prison, not having a great relationship with his father because so many of us young black men uh, from the community don't have relationships with our fathers. Yeah. So he was an example, real person, real story of someone who, who was able to pull up his bootstraps and divide, despite the adversity, was able to fulfill a dream uh, in college as a star football player for USC mm-hmm. and on to the NFL. So it, it was awesome. Yes. yes. And for, for those of you who can't actually see the passion that is coming, it's, it's just illuminating from you. This is something that you really care about. And I would love to know more about you were sentenced to what was it? 10 years in yes. prison, correct? Yes. Um, and that was kind of, you met, I love the story about your wife. You actually, what helped you lead into cooking and learning how to cook was because you were actually in prison, right? Yes. Yes. You know, um, and sometimes talking about uh, that decade of my life in the darkest place on earth, what I call it, sometimes it brings up emotions, you know, uh, being confined to a cell, concrete floor, stainless steel toilet, little hand sink, wasn't no double door refrigerators, no French windows. Uh, the humiliation, the isolation uh, really began to get me to look at myself in the mirror and really begin to question, who am I? Is this the way I want to live the rest of my life? Do I want to be locked up away from my family and things of that nature? But then what happened was uh, many men in prison began to see something in me I never saw in myself. I read my first book in prison from cover to cover. I, I went back to school and I earned my high school diploma. Um, I started valuing um, uh, current events. I started reading National Geographic's magazine uh, because there's a lot of pictures in there. And I had a problem sometimes comprehending what I read. But if I see pictures that go along with the reading. You and I have that in common. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it just takes me there. 
you know, and uh, if I if you can see it, you can be it. And so as I begin to travel the world through magazines and 60 Minutes and 20 Primetime Live in 2020, I started to realize it was a world bigger than my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. There was opportunities out there that I can carve out my own dream and, and not take a risk on the prison. And in prison, I learned to cook. You know, people always say, well, Jeff, you found food in prison. No, food found me. You know, because I got fired on my job and they put me in the, on the Cadillac crew and I wind up going in the kitchen on pot and pan job or pot and pan detail and where other inmates saw a punishment. I saw an opportunity and I start washing the dishes just like you see Tyree over here washing dishes. As soon as I wash them, what's next, chef? I'm all into the pots. What is this? This is okra, chef. This is fresh corn. This is a prime ribeye, red bell pepper, cast iron skillet, ingredients that I've never seen before or heard of. And I just got so good and so inspired, I eventually became the head inmate cook, which is like an executive chef in a real free world restaurant. I was an executive chef in prison. You're at the top. I was at at the the top top of the chain being (laughs) 1,200 convicts, you know, three breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. And I was just blown away with the praise. You know, when you've never been praised for anything good and someone pats you on the back and say, great job, Jeff, man, it really tastes good. The flavor was there. It made me stick my chest out in a different kind of way. Yeah. It really it really gave me validation. And, and, and that's what I needed to really know who I am as a person. Yeah. And then um, as I was getting ready to get released from prison, uh, my case manager gave me an article in the USA Today about the top black chef in America. And so here I am in prison with a federal number, 16138198, and I'm looking at someone who looks like me, three black men who are top of their game doing French cuisine. I said, if they can do it, I can do it. And I got released, made my way to Beverly Hills. Oh, I got to go back. I met my wife like six months before I got out, you know, because her uncle was in prison with me, uh, Friendly Womack, and I wrote him and said, I'm getting released. You know, I need somebody to take me, get a driver's. I need underwear, toothbrush, toothpaste. I needed every, I needed a starter kid. I was like an infant child walking out of prison with nothing. And she volunteered to help me. And then one thing led to another. Here we are 24 years later, five kids. And uh, she's been my backbone, my ride to die every since. And what the rest they great. say is history. What a great story. <laughs> I love that. So as we talk a little bit more, I want to start getting to cook. And I really like even what you're talking about in prison, that you learn some life skills. So kind of tell me how you run these kids through this program. And, and praise is something that I really noticed was big. Yes. And even when there's other kids around, when I saw you talking to the kids and you were praising them, yes. even that little bit of attention that they were getting and the little bit of confidence that they were getting, you saw that yes. trigger something in them. Yes. And, you know, praise is important, especially for folks who have low self-esteem. Remember I told you when I was in prison, inmates were praising my food. So praise is a big part of getting young people people to really believe that they have, you know, the power of potential to do whatever they wanted to do. And so for me to encourage them, like when my young guys like Tyree, he washes, I train him. Great job. Let's move to the next. I follow back up. But I'm also a tough love Mm -hmm. type of chef and teacher as well, too, because I believe you have to meet people where they are. Mm -hmm. 
you have to speak the language that they speak. You know, I, I love the Lord, but we're not faith-based because I talk crazy sometimes. <laughs> and, I, you know, I slip up and use a little bit of profanity. But my young people, they relate to that because they're from the streets. You know, many of our young kids don't have their parents. They're in foster care. Many of them have done self-harm. Where they try to harm themselves, human trafficking. We get the whole gamut here. High-functioning autistic, mental health problems, trauma-informed care. I mean, we get the whole deal when it comes to uh, uh, challenge young people. So right here, you're putting on some spices. Yes. This is your secret spice, is it? Is that your secret spice? Okay. Okay. We don't tell anyone. Okay. I won't tell you what it is. Okay. Okay. (laughs) This is my world famous prison spice. Prison spice. Jailhouse spice. Which I'm so excited I get to try because it's very famous. Yes. And it's five different uh, uh, ingredients Mm -hmm. that makes this up. And this is what I was known for when I was in prison. Awesome. This is the same mixture. So we're going to go ahead, add a little bit here. Oh, here we and go. And then you want me to chop something up or am I? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get you. Let's okay. pop this steak in. Okay, okay. I'll tell you what you can do. All right. Okay. So we have the potato here. And you like potatoes and onions? I love potatoes Okay, so we're going to do potatoes and onions. Okay. So I want you to take a knife. Be very careful. Super, It's super sharp. I'm going to cut it in wow. half for you. Yes. And then what I want you to do, we won't use this piece here. I want you to cut little slices like this. Take the knife all the way through, and I'm going to get the steak going. How's so that? So when you're teaching kids how to do this, how do you think this translates over? having them focus on something or having them have a job like this well, or a for task. One, for one, it's an activity. For two, it gives me an opportunity to correct them, to coach them. Like say for instance, that potato's too thin. I would say, uh, I would say, Katie, listen, great job. Those potatoes look amazing. But let me tell you something. If you, when you do this one here, you push those aside. If you hold the knife like this, instead of like this, you can get a better, slice of the potato you okay. see what i'm saying yeah so so praise first then praise. opens the door for which constructive in this, criticism. in this community there's not a lot of praise no not there's at not all. a lot of praise there's a lot of humility which you pointed out multiple times humility in life which i think everyone can relate to during the pandemic as well as a lot of people have fallen on some humility and Absolutely. And a lot of times to learn from Yes, and a lot of times in underserved communities where there's a lot of poverty, there's a there's a criminal culture. There's a culture that doesn't have those middle class values that allow people to communicate the right way, communicate in order to create those opportunities for them. And so this those are some of the things that we focus on here. You know, we focus on hygiene, we focus on pull your pants up, learn to smile, groom yourself, love yourself, but also middle-class value systems because many of our young kids who are people of color never really have relationships or been in a situation to communicate with people that don't look like them. This is why we relate to the rappers and to the ball players because that's what we see in our neighborhood. But we want to see the CEOs. We want to see the entrepreneurs who have took a little something and built a brand out of that and become successful because, again, the transferable skills. Our kids have been hustling. They've been selling. They've been negotiating. Uh, they've been pivoting. Uh, they have mental toughness to survive <laughs> the streets and lock up. They can be anything. Man, those are the best salesmen. I'm telling you. <laughs> so this is why we just have to really, you know, put the right people in front of them. I'm starting to smell that good this fat here. really yes. good. Okay. This here is a 16-ounce bone-in ribeye. This is what I grew up in. I'm from Idaho. Idaho, okay. So oh, yeah. Oh, so the potatoes is your game. Meat and potatoes. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so this is a certified Angus beef right here. 16 ounce bone in. You can see the fat, good fat in there. We're going to try to get those diamond marks. Oh, yeah, looking good. So what we're going to do here, now we're going to take it and we're going to move it this way. 
we're going to get those really nice this diamonds. This is how you get that mark in the oh, restaurant. Oh, yes. Okay. Absolutely, this right? This is restaurant-grade ribeye. Oh, come on. We, <laughs> now, now, even though we in the hood, this is not a hood steak, okay? okay? <laughs> All right. So we're going to crank the heat up over here. Okay. So now what I want you to do here, I have an onion right here. So I want you to cut both sides off, peel that skin off, drop that in there. Be careful. Watch those fingers. And then what we're going to do here, I'm going to add some oil here. And we're going to caramelize these onions and these Ooh, potatoes. And we'll finish it up with just a little bit of butter Am as well. Am I dicing well. this? Um, you know, do some slices. Some slices. But not okay. too. Go, we're going to turn it this oh, way. This we're going way? to go with the grain. Oh. Let me give you an example right yes, quick. Yes, please. Katie is about to take the Chef Jeff title from me. I got to make it least look like I'm teaching <laughs> or something. This girl got some chops over here, all right? So here, we want to just get them a little thick here. Well, I've About never this, cut an onion this way. Yeah, just like that. So, so these would be like julienne. So yeah, we'll get slivers okay. of onion okay. that's going to go in there. Awesome. Let me see if our, what our steak looks like underneath here. Oh, yes. You're not ready for this. <laughs> Katie, you're not ready for this. Wow. You're not ready for Look that. At Look at that. Yeah, baby. We don't play at the Chef Jeff Project. Yep. We have Tyree over here in the corner. Yes. And I want to bring him over here if he's not too shy. He's okay. One of your, he's one of your students. You he call he students? is. Yes, yes. yes. Let me... I'm going to go to the oven Yes. and check on that steak. Tyree, come on Tyree, over come here. come over here and hang out with yeah, me. Yeah, go on over there. Tyree, now you've been coming to the Chef Chef Project for a while, right? You're from Las Vegas? I am from Las Vegas. Yeah. What What would you say that you've learned so far being on the show? Or not on the show. This is my show. Being here at Chef Chef's Project. I've, I've actually learned a lot. Um, I learned self, self-confidence. Um, I learned how to... How to maneuver and uh, deal with um, peer pressure a little bit, you know, and um, how to overcome challenges. And um, so this is my first time actually like being in a chef and you know program and actually like cooking. So it's like a little challenge to me, and I, I like to uh, overcome challenges. And, you know, That's awesome. And been helping me with that. That's awesome. Would you say what do you normally do on your days off? What is your day off like that you wouldn't be spending here? Um, I'm an artist. So um, I usually like, you know, just play around with music and um, I also like uh, have like little side jobs. Like um, uh, instead of an office, I, have, uh, I go into like other work. So like I have actually like three jobs. So I'm like really like tight. So you're hustling. I like it. Three yeah. jobs and you're also coming here and learning some life skills. Yes. That's great. Well, thank you. Thank you for talking to me. Thank you for joining us. And you're so Welcome. kind. Every single kid that, that I've met, chef, has been so respectful and had such great manners. And so it just kind of, it reflects on what you're teaching them in life. Yes. So. And you know, Tyree's one of those um, individuals that is hungry uh, to learn. He always calls, he checks in, you know, he catches a bus here. I um, take him home. So I'm actually training him to be a lead. So when we bring other kids in, he'll be training them how to start the dishwashing process. Every day he's learning about new vegetables, food safety, sanitation, and things like that. So he's been a, I love having, he's like a son to me. You That's know? awesome. Yeah, yeah, great story too. You said something when Marquise was here, and I think that it really, it's important for people to know. And I even, I went and told my boyfriend later, I said, mm. you told Marquise, I'm proud of you. And I saw that really hit him. Mm-hmm. And I see when you tell other people, I'm proud of you. That's such a, I don't even know the word, like a confidence, a, an accomplishment yes. in a lot of people. Yes. I, I think, too, when, when you tell someone you're proud of them, 
when you receive that. And sometimes it's difficult to receive praise Mm -hmm. because you're not used to it and you don't know how to uh, respond to it. Uh, But for me, when somebody gives me praise and stuff, I feel validated. I feel like, okay, 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 I'm the man now. I made it. I'm doing good and stuff. And 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 I and I started this because I want young men, uh, especially young men of color like Tyrese to come here to know that they got options. They got choices in life. So, you know, you, you can make the wrong choices and they know the results of making a wrong choice. It means back to prison. It means getting killed or somebody in your family getting hurt. Or they have the choice to learn the skill set to build their toolbox so they can lead a chef chef project, go out in the world. I don't care if, if they don't become chefs. That's that's not my goal here. Yeah. My goal is to keep them out of the prison system, you know? Well, I mean, even like he said, he's learned confidence. Yes. He's learned life skills it's not this isn't like hey i'm coming to be a chef this is hey i'm learning how to grow up and how to be confident in myself and you know at the end of the day you can go home and cook yourself a meal and that in itself is very very rewarding that's right i think that's right it is yes i mean i don't i'm not a very good cook (laughs) so you brought me a long way um i just started and um i've learned a lot so far you know yeah I've learned some foods I never heard of. <laughs> yeah. Um, cooked some stuff I never cooked before, you know. Yeah. So it's just a lot of good experience. I, um, I like, I like to cook, you know, a lot of good experience. That's great. I'm going to check the oven right yes, quick. I think our perfect. steak is getting close. So the steak just came out of the oven. The potatoes are ready. You're going to cut that up for me. Yes. So those of you, again, if you're listening, you need to come watch this episode again on YouTube or Facebook because this meal is phenomenal. But that being said... Chef, what do you want people to take away the most from this interview? Because you've had so much valuable information. You've had so many lessons. You teach and help so many kids. What would you like our listeners to take away from today? Wow. You know, for me, what's most important, especially at this stage in my life, is that it's time to pay it forward. Selfless service. You know, people who have made it, who are successful, live an American dream, they got there because somebody paved the way for them. Somebody cracked the door open. Uh, somebody gave them an extraordinary opportunity. So how you're blessed is you pay it for and open a door for someone else. So through the Chef Chef Project, our main goal here is to plug the prison pipeline. Is to keep these kids out of prison, remove the barriers for them to get access to careers, get access to employment opportunities, you know, learn how to take those transferable skills they use on the street, hustling, negotiating, selling, rigorous work hour, work ethic, you know, managing and being around diverse groups of people. All of those are transferable skills that can be used in a corporate America. So, you know, I'm, I'm just excited about this little space, you know, that we have here um, It's 700 square feet. We have all the restaurant equipment. Uh, we equipped our, our young people with the tools to go out there and be successful. And if anybody wants to contribute, volunteer, help us out, even though we're nonprofit, we don't receive any grant government money. Everything is donations. And my wife and I have um, put up the seed money to get this thing going. And we can be uh, found at the chefchefproject.org. Perfect. And yes. you also have social media, correct? Oh, social media as well. So we're at Chef Jeff Live and at the Chef Chef Project. Awesome. Yes. Well, that being said, I'm going to wrap it up so that I can eat this amazing steak and potatoes. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you guys learned a lot. Remember, pay it forward, and we will see you next week.